Welcome to the Nurse and Midwife Support Podcast, Your Health Matters. I'm Mark Aiken, the podcast host. I'm the Stakeholder Engagement Manager with Nurse and Midwife Support, and I'm a registered nurse. Nurse and Midwife Support is the national support service for nurses, midwives, and students. The service is anonymous, confidential, and free, and you can call us anytime you need support. 1-800-667-877 or contact us via the website nmsupport.org.au Hello and welcome to Your Health Matters podcast. I'm Mark Aiken, the host of the podcast, and my guest today is somebody well known to the listeners of the Your Health Matters podcast, Sam Eddy. Hi Sam and welcome back. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Mark. It's great to be here as always and, and really lovely to be back on the podcast again with you. Now, you'll remember, Sam, on episode 30 of the Your Health Matters podcast, we spoke in 2020 in March, right at the beginning of this prolonged pandemic about stress and stress management. And it's one of the most downloaded podcasts that we have. So it's terrific to have you back as a guest, Sam, and we're looking forward to sharing your Are you sharing your wisdom with us? Now, just um, to remind you, Sam is a mental health first aider, experienced workplace trainer, coach and educator, and has a Master of Psychology. And today we're going to talk about Sam's latest offering. It's an online course designed to assist you to shift from survive mode to thrive mode. And it's called From Survive to Thrive. It's a 12-week self-paced online course focusing on burnout prevention and recovery to help people thrive. Sam, I couldn't think of a, a better topic to talk about. We're recording this in January, in, on the 21st of January 2022, when much of the country is being overwhelmed by the Omicron variant and it's challenging people in so many ways. Many nurses and midwives are experiencing extreme exhaustion, fatigue, moral distress, anxiety, depression and are running on empty. So it's vitally important that we provide information to support your health and well-being and that you actually take affirmative action to provide some focus and attention to your health and well-being because the risk of not doing so could put you at risk of chronic health issues and none of us want to see nurses and midwife experiencing those things. So Sam, remind us why burnout prevention and um, recovery to help people to thrive is so important. Well, you know, I mean, you know, what a tough situation we're all in, as you just described so well there. We've, you know, we talked two years ago, almost two years ago at the start of the pandemic, not really knowing what to expect. But I suspect, Mark, we probably both kind of knew that this stuff would be important. So stress reduction, burnout prevention and well-being would be part of how we all cope. And I guess it's a bit of a paradox, isn't it? Because people are stretched perhaps like never before in healthcare and nurses, midwives in particular. So it can feel like a paradox. Do I really have time to focus on my well-being and resilience? I would argue that we just have to. We don't really have a choice because as you rightly described, there is a cost. The body will eventually say no and we will burn out at some point if we're constantly burning the candle at both ends, whether it be at work or at home. And there is just no getting around it. If anyone's heard me speak on this podcast previously or in other forums, 
you, you'll know that there is no getting around it. We need to put time and attention towards being well, to building that resilience. And I guess this is what this course is all about. And that's why I've, I've done it with my colleague uh, mental and registered mental health nurse, Sarah Kavanagh. So hopefully she's, you know, brings those, those real world insights from the nursing world. And she's doing a lot of work in triage for the ambulance service. So she's sort of getting a a real frontline view as well. And we talk about that. But, you know, we have to put time and attention to looking at our practices, our habits, how we're feeling, what information we're absorbing, what we're doing, how, you know, the simple things like taking breaks. We've got to have a holistic look at where our time, attention and energy is going in life to ensure that we're able to slow down, to disconnect, to relax, even when it feels its hardest, which I'm sure there's a lot of people potentially listening, Mark, sort of maybe throwing things at their phone or the or the computer if they're listening on the computer, going, you know, I don't have time for this. How can I possibly focus on it? And I guess it's hard because, you know, the, our, our heart goes out to you because we know it feels hard, but there is a cost if we don't. And I guess I'm here speaking to you as individuals primarily, trying to give you this opportunity that, you know, if we do even just shift a little bit of attention towards well-being and resilience, no matter what's going on around us, it can have really powerful effects over time. Does that make sense, Mark? Yeah, complete sense, Sam. And um, I completely agree with you that exhausted, tired, overwhelmed, busy people might be listening to them thinking, yeah, that's all very well, but how the hell do I carve out time to focus on my health and well-being when I'm working 18-hour shifts and going above and beyond constantly? But as we said, the cost of not doing that will have repercussions to your health and well-being and it could indeed impact you with long-term chronic health issues and we know that many nurses and midwives are dealing with long COVID post-traumatic stress disorder as I said moral distress anxiety and depression just to list a few and we know that the pandemic you know two years in has negatively impacted the health and well-being of many nurses and midwives but the cost of not acting immediately to refocus yourself in 2022 onto your health and well-being um, could be detrimental so a real call to action today the nurse and midwife support tagline your health matters really resonates for you now more than ever so please connect with that message your health matters take your health and well-being by the horns and do something intentional even if it's a small thing to improve your health and well-being so sam's going to share some tips and strategies to be able to do that so sam i'll get you to talk about your your course and how it can support the health and well-being of nurses and midwives and perhaps some take-homes in relation to look if i've only got you know five or ten minutes in my day to focus on my health and well-being what is something that i could do that could actually help to improve my health and well-being yeah, look, I mean, I guess I'll start, maybe I'll start with the sort of the tips, if you like, if that's of use, Mark. So I think we've just, you know, if you're kind of in red zone, I've talked about the stress temperature check before, and that's also included as part of this course um, in more detail. But um, if we're kind of finding ourselves in red zone now, stress temperature has been hiked up for all the reasons we've just described and probably everyday challenges, homeschooling, constantly wearing PPE, you know, all the things that just add, add or spike our stress temperature, then we just have to find little ways to slow down. 
So if you drive to work, maybe it's just pausing in your car, closing your eyes, doing some box breathing, some, you know, slow, deep breaths before you head into work, making sure you're getting out for five minutes. You might have to think about pushing back, you know, gently at work to carve this time out. It might be making sure you're going for a walk, getting outside, you know, going for a run, whatever of those anchors, those little things that you know you need to dis- disconnect. And it's not going to fix everything, right? Those things on their own don't necessarily prevent burnout. But if you're in a particularly high stress state, we just must find time and it must be every day, even if it's just 10 minutes, ideally half an hour, an hour, to really start to slow things down, to really calm the nervous system down, calm that flight or fight. Um, so that, that's kind of just a starting point. But what, what I would say around this course and the reason why Sarah and I wanted to put this together, and, and I know, Mark, you're aligned to this sort of thinking, is that we, if we want to make fundamental change over time, perhaps we've been close to burnout before. Uh, Pre-COVID, and Mark, I know, I know you know this as well, nurses and midwives, you know, experiencing a lot of burnout anyway before the pandemic. And so we have to try and cultivate new practices. And the only way we can do it is dedicating time to it. So this course is designed to take you on that complete journey from survival. So a lot of us are feeling like we're in survival mode at the moment. Why is it that we get there? A lot of people experience survival. They know what it feels like on one level, but we never really understand why. Why is it I get to survival mode? Even pre-pandemic, it might feel more obvious now. But what happens if we understand the why, then we then we're in a more powerful position to do something about it. So Sarah and I share our own journey of burnout and share throughout the course the tools that we used to really help ourselves, but also help our clients move out of that state. And then we kind of, you know, that's sort of how we start the course, but then we get straight into in the second module, what does it mean to thrive? So it might feel a bit weird, but we actually get people spending time thinking about what that thrive state would look like because we all know what it is. We argue on this that we all know what that thrive state is. It might feel a bit buried at the moment, a bit clouded. But even if we just spend five minutes trying to remind ourselves of what that is, it can give us a bit of hope. It can reignite the spark. And even if we're not fully sure how we're going to get there, we can start to reconnect with what that feels like and know and give ourselves hope that we can get back there no matter really what's going on around us. So does that make sense as well, Mark, just sort of in terms of how we sort of frame the start? We sort of talk about survival, what it means while we get there, and then we sort of jump straight into, okay, let's get a bit of hope. Let's sort of set our intention for what we, where we want to get to from a Thrive perspective. Oh, yeah, most definitely, Sam. And you've really picked up on a message that I'm very committed to putting out there this year because we all need a dose of hope right now. And I think it's, um, without being Pollyanna about it, I think it's really important that we have that hope to remind us that things will get better and that life is going to be better and we will get through this. So I very much want to, as I said, put that that out there. The um, great Brene Brown, the who most people will know about, writer and social researcher, who's written five New York bestsellers, a New York Times bestsellers, talks about this. And I talk about this in the introduction to the newsletter 
that's part of this podcast, Sam. And Brene Brown reminds us that we need hope like we need air. Hope is a function of struggle. We develop hope not during the easy or comfortable times, but through adversity and discomfort. And that's exactly where many of us are at the moment. But hope is what will really get us through. And Brene Brown argues we experience hope when we, one, have the ability to set realistic goals. I know where I want to go. Two, we are able to figure out how to achieve these goals, including the ability to stay flexible and develop alternative pathways. I know how to get there. I'm persistent and I tolerate disappointment and try new paths again and again. And three, we have agency. We believe in ourselves. I can do this. So a key message of this podcast and this newsletter is that I hope, and I know Sam hopes for you, that 2022 is a year that you find the time and energy to focus on your health and well-being, and you make it a priority to look after you so that you can not only survive, but you can thrive. So thanks very much for raising that important message of hope in all of this, Sam. And um, I'm really advocating that people can look at your course and have hope that there is support out there and there are ways to be able to get their health and well-being on track and to make it a priority. Yeah, indeed. And I think, I mean, what a great, what, what great quotes and advice from Brene Brown. And, I, and it's funny, as, as you sort of mentioned her name, I was thinking similar to what, you know, you read out in terms of her advice. And it, and it is all this stuff that we do, the podcasts we listen to, the books we read, the people we see, they're not for the good times. They're not for when it's easy. They're not for when life is going swimmingly and, and family's good. It feels good to read this stuff and maybe get confirmation of what we ideally want. But it's when the rubber hit the roads, when it's at its hardest, which it is right now. So I guess that's the benefit of this is that it is hard right now. And so the motivation perhaps is there, even if we don't feel like we have the time. And and I guess I'm just, you know, appealing to everyone, of course, as individuals, often, you know, it's individuals that make up the collective at work, at home, wherever. And we all, and I, I guess something I'd encourage people to think about is what is your line in the sand with all of this? You know, what what are you prepared to do and what are you ultimately not prepared to do? Because even pre-COVID or pre-pandemic times, I'd have this conversation in one-to-one -one coaching sessions, even just with people in corporate world where they're not saving lives, but also, of course, with nurses and midwives. You know, what is your line in the sand? What are you ultimately prepared to say yes to? Do you have one? Because if you don't, you know, this is that we could always be doing more work, home life it's effectively a bottomless pit of stuff that we can be constantly doing and if we're not clear on what our line in the sand is or if we feel we're beholden to all the external environment for our internal well-being then it does make this stuff very hard and so that can be a tough concept to grasp but at least i think mark it's a really important one yeah, I agree, Sam. And part of the messaging today, I think, is giving people tips and strategies to find their voice, to be able to set those boundaries and create some awareness about not just jumping into the next task or activity because it needs to be done, but pausing and taking a moment to reflect and checking in with self. Am I okay? And how am I? 
and am I extremely fatigued and exhausted? And if the answer is that you are, then you need to say no to that next shift that needs to be done. You know, mm. somebody's coming and saying, look, I know it's your day off tomorrow, but we're really short-staffed and I need you to do another shift. You're quite entitled and, in fact, it's your responsibility if you're not feeling okay and you're fatigued to say no to that next shift and i think that's what we need to empower nurses and midwives to do more of now you mm. may feel like you're letting down your colleagues you're letting down the people that you care for but fundamentally you need to be not letting down yourself and you need to be your best self to do the important work that you do and to be able to show up in your life to be the best version of yourself and that's again channeling brene brown show up in a way that supports your your best self and your health and well-being but mm. i think there's another point here sam and that's that the code of conduct for nurses and code of conduct for midwives requires us to be responsible for maintaining our own health and well-being and that code of conduct is part of us being registered nurses and midwives and it's on the nurse and midwifery board of australia website codes, guidelines, statements, professional standards. And there's a link in the newsletter to that. And principle seven is health and well-being under the domain promote health and well-being. And it states that nurses and midwives have a responsibility to maintain their physical and mental health to practice safely and effectively to promote health for nursing midwifery practice. Nurses and midwives must. So, you know, not mm. you can but you must understand and promote the principles of public health, such as health promotion, activities and vaccination. And B, you must act to reduce the effect of fatigue and stress on your health and on your ability to provide safe care. So if indeed you need another reason to focus on your health and well-being, there it is in our code of conduct. What so the important reminder, Sam, for nurses and midwives to, as we've said today, to take um, their health and well-being by the horns and do something constructive to focus on it. I mean, I was just going to say what a great reminder and hopefully sometimes we need reasons, don't we? <laughs> a reason to prioritise ourselves and to me that sounds like a really great you know, something in black and white reason to look after ourselves and, and do it properly. And I guess the course is really designed to do that. It's designed to help you take care of yourself and figure out why is it that I got into survival mode in the, in the first place, if that's where you're at. I'm conscious that we're speaking to people all ends of the journey. Maybe you are, you know, you're actually doing okay, but it doesn't hurt to remind yourself of this stuff and, and, and know what you need to do to stay in that thrive state. You know, in module three, we talk about befriending stress. And that reminded me of what you were talking about, Mark. So if we're really learning to understand how the stress response works, look, looking to understand how the nervous system regulates the flight or fight response and affects our thinking, our emotions, how we feel and act day to day. If we're really starting to know what's normal, you know, what's a good use of stress when we can really channel energy positively or that nervous tension positively, then we can make more conscious choices in the situation that you just described, Mark. So knowing that, look, I am busy, but I'm doing okay. So I've got this busy but well section on the stress temperature check-in. So I'm going to say yes to that 
um, that extra shift because I know I've got capacity because I'm really familiar with my nervous system. I'm the expert in terms of how I feel. Or alternatively, you might go, look, you know what? I'm heading into red zone. I've, I've put my hand up for an extra shift and that's actually it for the week. So we can start to really make conscious choices. But the only way we can do it is if we step out of ourselves regularly. We listen to this, you know, we do this course or you might have other resources that you know really help you step out of yourself so you can get perspective and go, how am I really feeling? You know, am I, am I thriving as much as I think? Or maybe is there a bit of tension here that I'm not really acknowledging? Have I been pushing, pushing things down? Am I really letting things come up and let, um, and really get in touch with how I'm feeling. So, um, you know, I think that's really important, this, this idea of being the own, your own expert in how stress and the busyness of life affects you. And, and this, again, this is all about self-empowerment so that you have the tools to really be your own expert in your own health, mental or physical. Yes, um, a good reminder. Um, you've talked about the take your stress temperature and we speak about that in our previous podcast, but I love that concept, Sam, and I talk about it often. Can you remind people of that? Yeah, sure. So look, look the way if it's of use, the way we've structured the course is to do this, do a bit of a deep dive, right? Because often you listen to a podcast, you might go to a webinar or and you get some good information. But this is the reason why we've done it over 12 weeks, six modules that, you know, you get access to every fortnight just to allow you to learn at a pace that you want is just so you can really absorb this stuff at your leisure. You can pause, rewind, go back, and we encourage you to do that just so the information really absorbs. So the first three modules are really talking about the survival state, how stress works. And the second three, which starts with the stress temperature, as you mentioned, are all about getting you on the front foot. So often we were on the back foot coming into this stuff and we're going to give you the understanding of why in the first half. The second part is getting on the front foot so you can really empower yourself. And the stress temperature model is a great way to do it. It's like, you know, you know, it, I often say, wouldn't it be great if you can put the thermometer in the mouth when you get up in the morning or plug yourself into some sort of barometer and see where your stress temperature is? Because if you knew where you were on the scale, if you're in that red zone, that stress or that burnout risk zone, you would make different choices just, just because it's an objective scale. And the way we can do that is just by pausing regularly, slowing down, even before you get out of bed in the morning and just do a quick body scan. So just, you know, scan your body mentally from your feet to the top of your head and just assess the level, the amount of nervous tension in your system. The body is often a good indicator of where we're at in terms of stress levels. Because often the mind is saying, oh, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'll, you know, I can do that shift. Whereas if we connect with the body, and it might take a few goes to really get in tune with yourself or attuned to it, we can start to go, well, how am I really feeling? Is there adrenaline surges? Is the heart racing? Am I feeling tension in the stomach regularly? Is there tension in the neck, shoulders? You know, are they up or down? And we can start to then get a bit of a, a, a guideline as to where we're at. And, and so for the way I've structured the stress temperature is that in green zone down the bottom, if you're in calm, if your stress temperature is low, that's where you, that's what I call mindful living. So I don't know if there's too many of us that, um, you know, there at the moment, particularly those who have been in Melbourne and Victoria, but, you know, it's where we're not worried about tomorrow, we're not going, you know, worried about all the things that might happen. We're not going over the past. We're able just to be present 
in the moment. And that has a lovely calming effect on the nervous system. You know, it would be nice if we're there all the time, but the reality is a lot of us, even pre-COVID, are busy but well. So there's a lot going on, right, in, in life, at home, at work, which we all know. But we might have enough outlets for the inevitable stresses that come along. So we're sleeping okay. We're doing our exercise. We're, you know, being sensible with, with alcohol or whatever it might be. So we've got practices in place that allow us to compensate for the inevitable challenges. The problem is, and Mark, we've talked about this before, but it doesn't hurt to remind people that is, you know, often where we get tired, we get fatigued, we get a headache. And Mark, I'll, I guess I'll just ask you, and what do we often do that's not always helpful when we get some warning signs? We push through it. We just keep going and we don't listen to it. Exactly. So, you know, I'm sure people listening can probably relate. And this is not about a self-blame exercise, by the way. This is just about really getting to know yourself and go, right, yeah, you know what? I'm on my feet all day and I push through. I, I take a, a headache tablet so I can push through. I might reach for the coffee and, you know, I love, I love coffee as much as the next person. But there's often things we're doing to overriding the warning signs and we're pushing ourselves, not deliberately again, into that high red zone. And so if we can be aware of some of our habits, our practices, get in touch with our physical symptoms of stress, we're in a more powerful position to start to make more conscious choices and go, you know what? I can feel the tension now. Heart's sort of palpitating a bit, need to slow down. And so we can use this stress temperature scale to really anchor ourselves back into the moment, to really step outside of ourselves. And a lot of clients and a lot of nurses I've worked with in the past, they might even have the the temperature chart on the wall, on the staff room wall at work or, or raise it in the meeting so everyone's checking in. So it can be an individual tool or a collective tool to sort of get a sense of the collective stress temperature as well. So it it's kind of has a number of different uses. That's great, Sam. Thanks for reminding us of that. And I assume um, you go through all this in your course as well. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sort of just giving you a, a taste of it and hopefully it helps people even if they don't do the course. But yeah, absolutely. We sort of go into it in more detail because, you know, this the whole course is based on the principles of neuroplastic change. And that means changing your brain in terms of how it's wired to form the habits that you want and let go of some of the habits that you don't want. And the principles of neuroplastic change mean that if you want to form a new habit, we've got to think about it. We've got to write it down. We've got to talk about it because every time you're thinking about this new habit, maybe pushing back at work a little bit, it's activating that neural pathway in the brain. If you write it down or, or share it with your partner, you know what, I'm just going to slow down at work. You're activating that same neural pathway again. And those synapses between those connections start to strengthen. If you go back and listen to module one again, or you then listen to module two and you get reminded of the same message, you're starting to hardwire this new mindset. Because if we only listen to the podcast once, read the book, and then we go back to absorbing all the news and getting a bit obsessed with the, the numbers of COVID or we're flogging ourselves at work, we're actually then hardwiring the other habits that we don't necessarily want. So the habits or the thought patterns, behaviours that we use over and over again, hardwire, and the ones that we don't use, which sometimes they're the well-being ones, they fall away. And that's why the process of change is hard. So yeah, this is all based on the, on the and, and, and designed around the principles of neuroplastic change to potential, hopefully maximise the possibility that you can form the habits that you want with understanding and transparency. Good advice, Sam. I think this, that's a really good reminder for us to take a bit of a pause here 
and remind our listeners that they can create moments of pause and awareness in their day and in their life whenever they choose to. And that, in fact, building those in to your life and your routine is probably vital to give yourself a circuit breaker, slow yourself down. So what I'm talking about in the introduction to the newsletter is build those pause moments in, take a deep breath and create awareness in the here and now. Acknowledge how you feel. Give yourself permission to feel however you are feeling. You don't need to be something you're not. It's okay not to be okay, and it's okay to be okay. If people around you are not okay, you don't have to be that way if you feel okay. So each of us, as Sam has stated, experience stress and pressure differently. But if you acknowledge you're not okay, please reach out for support. And that's where nurse and midwife support is vitally important. So we're here to support you 24-7, no matter the issue you need to talk about. 1-800-667-877 or via the website nmsupport.org.au. Thanks, Sam, for that reminder. Um, I'll just kind of circle back a bit, if I may, Sam, something you said, which is around box breathing. Could you talk a bit about box breathing? And um, I know you have a, a short mindfulness activity on your website where you practice this. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, we could do it now if you want, if that helps. So sort of maybe sort of experience it and then maybe talk about the benefits of it after, if that's of use, Mark. That's great, Sam. I think giving people an example of this and a way that they can create these pause moments in their day and, and help to restore and refresh themselves is really useful for people. Yeah, great. No, fantastic. And look, in the course, we do this as well. So we almost start off every module with a pause moment. And I love how you describe those pause, moment, pause moments. I almost felt calmer by the way you were talking then myself. And so we always do mindful activities like these to help really regulate the nervous system, calm down the fight or fight. So as everyone's sitting there, you know, please get comfortable in your chair. This activity will only take a few minutes. And I'm just going to get you to breathe in to the count of four, hold for the count of four, breathe out for the count of four and pause for the count of four. We might do say three cycles of that. If it's, this is new to you, don't worry if you get lost or you can't hold for that long, just do your best. It's all about just attempting it. Even the attempt will have some benefit for you. And again, we'll just do it sort of three times or so. So again, get comfortable in your chairs. Feel free to close your eyes for best effect. And just start by connecting with the body, feet, legs, stomach, arms, shoulders, neck, head and face. Perhaps noticing just your natural flow of air, your natural breath rhythm in and out of your nose and mouth. Just giving yourself permission to take these few moments just for you. So again, in the moment, in a moment, I'll get you to breathe in for four, holding for four, out for four, and pausing for four. So breathing in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, 
pause, two, three, four, in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, pause, two, three, four, in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, and pause. And just letting your breath return back to its natural rhythm. If you had your eyes closed, just note your surroundings, thinking about the conversation we're having. And when you're ready, just opening your eyes. How'd you go with that, Mark? Oh, great, Sam. It's a really important reminder always to me that it's important to weave these moments into my day so that I, as I said, I create circuit breakers in my day and I just don't run from one task to the next and I'm mindfully living and working. So a really useful strategy. Thanks, Sam. And I think something that nurses and midwives can incorporate into their day. And look, I realise working in PPE all day, it's not even easy to get a toilet break. But when, if the only time in your day is that you can go to the toilet and create one of these pause moments and do some box breathing, we would encourage you to do that. But we'd love you to be more mindful than that. And we would love it if you could perhaps turn it into a team activity at the beginning of handover or throughout the shift when you might do a team huddle so that you're actually, as a team, connecting mindfully and going to the next stage of your work a bit more mindfully. So I hope they're useful tips and strategies. We'd love to hear from you, what you might build into your day and life to support your health and well-being so drop me a line at mark at nmsupport.org.au and we're going to do something very exciting on this podcast we're going to offer two free places to this course to support you to move from survive to thrive and so if you tag us on social media facebook or instagram so at nmsupport and what's your handle for those things, Sam? Sure, it's at OpenChangeAU. Yeah, so at NM Support AU or at OpenChangeAU. If you tag both organisations into your post about why you would like to do the course from Survive to Thrive, and there'll be two lucky people who will get to do this course for free. And we want you to share this podcast with five of your nursing midwifery friends because we believe as many nurses and midwives as possible need to connect with this information. So thanks, Sam. Sam, I'm always very mindful of um, our graduate students and early career nurses. And indeed, some nurses and midwives have started their career in a pandemic and two of my nieces have done that 
They finished their degrees in 2019, did their grad years in 2020, and all they've known in their career to date is working in a pandemic. Mm. So if you're a student or a graduate, we really want to say we know it's tough for many. We support you and we've got some great resources on the nurse and midwife support website to be able to support you so visit the website www.nmsupport.org.au and um, put into the search engine students and graduates and you'll get some great resources but sam it's very important that people set health and well-being up as you've said already as a habit and set goals and intentions and i'm advocating that all nurses and midwives, but particularly students and graduates, create really good early career habits in relation to their health and well-being so that you make it a priority throughout your career. Because I don't want any more nurses and midwives to experience burnout. And making health and well-being an intention and a habit will support you to avoid burnout. Sam, do you have some further tips to support our students, graduates and early career nurses? And yeah, midwives? sure. Look, and, and look, I think it's such a great point and, and how lovely that they've got um, nurse and midwife support too and all the resources and the phone line, you know, to call upon because I, I think that will be such a great resource for them or for anyone really just to help as an anchor point to learn more to when they're encountering different stressful situations, whether it be with patients, clients or their own challenges, they've got these resource. And I guess, look, you know, the, the reason why we've talked, we've developed this course and, and of course I'm completely biased and Sarah is too, but Sarah on one of the podcasts, one of the modules that we talk about, she talks about how you know, she wished she learnt this stuff. She wished she'd found this package early on in her nursing career because it steps you really through the whole process of survival mode to thrive, what it means, why change is hard, the process of change and why it's difficult, why people get stressed, why people are in survival mode. So if you're starting out in your career, even if you're not experiencing maybe stress levels yourself or you're, you know, you've had a relatively smooth ride perhaps, you're going to encounter people in survival mode in your workplace. So these calls will help you help them so even if you can identify on maybe a lesser level how, you know, the nervous system works, how your flight or fight response works, using the stress temperature check-in, um, Sarah uses this with her clients and she's worked in the mental health space and wards for many years and she will use the stress temperature check-in to help people step outside of themselves, to break their own cycles, to hopefully help create a bit more peace in the workplace, to push back with confidence and so, you know, I would just encourage people to really lean or, you know, graduates and new, newly qualified or newly registered nurses and midwives to think about, well, hang on, this is something that people, are, people go through. It's part of being human. Stress is not always bad. It can be really useful. But when do we know the difference? These are fundamental learnings that, are, I mean, I know, I know I wish I had learned about because everyone you encounter is it on some level or some spectrum of this journey? And if we can see it and understand it, it's going to make our work a lot easier. But also we're going to encounter challenges. We can't get rid of suffering. We can't not encounter suffering. Eckhart Tolle, who wrote The Power of Now, says suffering is, a, is one of, potentially one of our greatest teachers. 
as much as you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. So we know that we're going to encounter challenges. And particularly, I think it's in the final module, we talk about anticipating setbacks, anticipating roadblocks, and that will happen no matter where we are in our career. And if we can try and get a little bit comfortable with that, knowing things that won't always go to plan, then again, we're on the front foot with this stuff. So hopefully, I guess it's the sum of all the parts with this that might help people, you know, uh, get on the front foot, boost their knowledge so that we're kind of going into this stuff, into this world, eyes wide open, and not just with that Pollyanna view that you might have mentioned earlier, Mark. Great points, Sam. So if you need a hand to work out your health and wellbeing goals and um, put a plan in place, feel free to call Nurse and Midwife Support. We're happy to support you through this process. And as I said, we've got some great resources on our website, 1-800-667-877, or check out the resources on our website. As I've said, www.nmsupport.org.au. Sam, you and I could talk about this important thing all day, health and wellbeing and its importance, but unfortunately we've come to the end of the podcast. So is there anything else about the course you would like to share from Survive to Thrive and how people access it, Sam, if they're looking to do it? Sure. I mean, if you go to openchange.com.au, there's a tab with Survive to Thrive and you can just sign up there. You know, there is a cost involved. You can't get around it, but you can just get a free preview. So if you just sign up and click up via the free preview button on the tab on my website, you can register for free and listen to the introduction podcast with Sarah and I, or module, I should say. Um, so you get to know a bit about us, our backgrounds a bit more, and we describe exactly in detail or similar to what I've talked about today, what it's all about. It goes for 40 minutes. So I'm sure even, even if you don't do the course, you'll get some benefit from it. Um, we, you know, our intention is to help as many people as possible. You know, if you're keen to do it and you don't have the funds, um, you know, I might, I might be a bit cheeky, but get your employer or ask your employer to fund it for you. You get CPD points with it as well. So hopefully that will help with your professional development and registration requirements. Um, but look, it, it, I won't pretend that it's a, it's a quick 10 tips to fix everything. There is a lot of information around that and tips and tools are very useful, but this is around fundamental change. So if people are kind of hitting the burnout or they've been close to burnout for a long time, if they keep finding recurring challenges in life, they're unsure as to why they're still in survival mode after all these years, this is really about fundamental change and it does take time. And we encourage people to absorb at your own pace. It's sort of 12 weeks we recommend, but it might take you three months at four months and you can keep pausing and replaying the modules over and over using the tools, going away and practicing with the mindful tools that we give you quick access to as well. There's a workbook so you can, you know, reflect, write down, hopefully improve your learning, share with others, go on the journey. And, you know, if we build up a bit of a community, we might do sort of live Q&As just to really help you apply a lot of the theories and the tools in the real world. But, of course, Sarah and I share our own examples of burnout, but also how we apply these tools in the real world as well. So hopefully that just gives you a bit of an idea. You know, we were really excited to do it just because we felt that we wanted to put it all 
in one place because um, often we um, we only have small snippets of time to talk about this stuff and it and it, it and it does require you know a, an amount of time and attention to to sort of turn the the ship around so to speak and make some fundamental changes if that makes sense Mark certainly does Sam thank you very much you've been a great guest I really appreciate your wisdom your knowledge your time and indeed your support for nurses and midwives and nurse and midwife support you're a great advocate for the work we do sam and we really do appreciate it so i encourage um you to do that course or indeed you know access other resources that can support your health and well-being so finally from me thank you dear listener for everything you do to support the health and well-being of others and i hope that 2022 is a year that you find the time and energy to focus on your health and well-being and you make it a priority to look after yourself and to thrive. Our promise at Nurse and Midwife Support is that we will be here 24-7 to support you to do just that. And your health really does matter. So look after yourselves and each other and I'll speak to you next time. Thank you.